When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello there. My name is Miles Jupp, and I'm just interrupting you as you listen to whatever it is that you actually want to listen to to tell you about the second series of Middle Please Umpire. Middle Please Umpire is a podcast that I, Miles Jupp, if you weren't concentrating when I first introduced myself only moments ago, that's not a criticism, your thoughts are your own and you must focus them wheresoever you yourself choose, host with Mark Wood, the 95 mile an hour bowling, England playing, World Cup winning, Northumberland hailing cricket lunatic Mark Wood. It's another series of episodes of the two of us talking about cricket and indeed any other stuff that springs to mind both with each other and also with a succession of frankly illustrious guests. We lift the lid on Mark's life as an international sportsman, basically he spends a lot of time icing himself, and take you on a whistle-stop journey through the windmills of his mind. I, a mere fan, listen to Gog, giggle excitedly, and try and draw comparisons with my own rather more mundane existence. All episodes of Middle Please Umpire are available right now from your favourite podcast providers. Welcome to this week's episode of the Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Well over, God, 14 years of doing this tawdry show, there's there's been difficult times for Spurs fans. There's been shows that some weeks I just haven't wanted to do. Uh, this is one of those weeks. Uh, thankfully, uh, the wonderful guests I've got on tonight pulled me in. I've got Stuart, I've got Jeff, I've got Paolo, I've got to do it. It's decent people to talk tonight. So uh, here we are. It's been a very difficult week for all Spurs fans uh, after the after we were thrashed 1-0 at the weekend. I've never seen such a heavy 1-0 defeat in my life as a Spurs fan. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about... The, I mean, it's what a soap opera. I mean, one, one of our guests tonight is a screenwriter. If he doesn't start jotting down some ideas for a tragedy comedy about Tottenham Hotspur. 
Surely it's going to happen. Um, who, played, who played Daniel Levy? I've, I've no idea. That's maybe a whole different podcast. Anyway, uh, joining us tonight, uh, the consultant Stuart Maester returns. How are you, Stuart? Very well. I'm well. I'm well, yeah, Mike. I am You're well. well. Well, you've already shown me your window, the beautiful Brighton Beach. Yeah. You've gone down there for a bit of, uh, bit of uh, relaxation to get away from N17. It's not a bad idea. Well, last night at 9.30, I was in the sea with a bunch right. of a bunch of women down here kind of, you know, soaking away my, my misery. Quite a party, huh? Yeah, exactly. Very, yeah. very nice. And also joining us tonight, the screenwriter Jeff Pope returns. How are you, Jeff? Um, it's been the most bizarre weekend. Of, well, I've, 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 I've lost track of all time. Already we're in this, you know, the tail end of this lockdown and time and space has gone. I've gone from, I couldn't work out my feelings. I'll talk more about it later, but I couldn't work out my feelings about Jose. Mm. And then Brian Mason, who I, I struggled to believe was still only 29. Then I, I, I see it, well, then, then the whole um, Super League thing. And I'm, I seriously thought, well, well who, who will I, who, I'll have to find another team. And I started, honestly yeah. thought that, yeah. and I was starting to think about Brentford. Mm-hmm. I used to live over that way. And then <laughs> we beat Southampton. And I was just pulling up the walls. Pulled going you back in. Yeah, I went crazy in that game. Oh, you really needed God, the valve, the pressure valve. And then this enormous thousand-ton weight descends again with that game. I mean, we weren't. I thought you summed it up brilliantly. We were thrashed 1-0. I mean, <laughs> that, that overlap... With um, Reguillon, you thought, could that, a lovely shot by La Celso, but I don't know, he just kept desperate for it, to, for it to get going and just not understanding why we couldn't. Mm, I mean, look, we're, 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 let's get into the game now. Don't forget, later we'll be talking about the managerial situation. I'm sure we'll get your take on the Super League. I've got a few other bits and pieces uh, to discuss. Paolo Hewitt will be joining us uh, shortly as well for his take. The, the thing with the man, I think... We've done two shows since Jose was sacked. Two shows, yeah. And I think most guests, maybe one didn't, maybe one disagreed. Most of us thought he had to go, but not before the cup final. If he's ever going to win anything. And then you see all the press going, oh, it would have been more difficult to sack him if he won it. Some people going, oh, he'd get more money. And uh, all these sort of things came out, but it's almost like we didn't want to win it. Any, I think any chance we had of winning that game was with him there. And Ryan Mason, you know, he's, 20, he's 29 years old. He's managed one top flight game. Um, Stuart, the, I mean, the lineup, Ndombele out. Uh, no, we, we wasn't the bench. As far as we're aware, he wasn't injured. He was dropped. In came Harry Winks, who played, what, half an hour? No, they played, or did he play all of the game against... No, he came on, didn't he? He came off the Southampton game. And uh, Lo Celso also playing. Bale, who I thought was an absolute shoo-in to start, uh, on the bench. And one could argue, Stuart, that didn't work. And when and, and the second-half substitutions chasing the game, we bring on Sissoko. I mean, you can't blame Ryan Mason. I have, you know, he doesn't have the experience. I mean, he's got people around him. But did you think that all that was didn't help things? Well, I think you started right at the heart of where I've felt the problem has been for a long time. Uh, everyone has said the problem is the defence. I disagree. The problem is, for me, the midfield. 
And the, I think the Spurs defence this season, even under Jose, has faced wave after wave after wave after wave of attack because the midfield is inadequate. When they get the ball, they look up, there's virtually no one to pass to. And I and any defence with that, facing that many attacks is going to crack at some point, make a mistake. And so that's been true. So if you take uh, the, the final, our defence actually was brilliant. Uh, Larice was fantastic. Larice was tremendous. Dyer, I thought, out of old, absolutely. Yeah, and the only the only midfielder in the Spurs team that I think is you can build a, a team around going forward is Hoiberg. The rest of the midfield, and, inclu- and including that Endombele, who has failed to have sufficient impact on games in the time he's been at Spurs. He does some amazing stuff. He's obviously a highly talented guy. But in terms of sheer impact on games, I think it's been limited. For me, the midfield is the issue. We, we, uh, and, this, and what's coming home to roost now is the failure to buy Jack Grealish when we had the chance, the failure to buy Bruno Fernandes when we had the chance. And so I, I think you started exactly where the problem is. It showed up again at the weekend. There's like a big gap between our defence and our brilliant, brilliant attackers. And it's the midfield. And, I, I, you know, every game you look at, in my view, you, you're right. When you look at it, you think, OK, so who we got? Winks. I mean, Winks does nothing. We know that. I think Sissoko... Actually, still a pretty good player, but not, you know, not. He had top. one great season. I think it was our Spurs show season, yeah. uh, player of the season for one year. I mean, Jeff, it's interesting. I was just trying to think because when Christian Eriksen was there, and, and there were games, many games, when I thought he was too deep, at least Eriksen would come deep, get the ball off the centre backs, start looking around, move the ball around. And Dombele has largely played in that sort of deep lying position. But a bit like a, a Dembele would do a couple of pirouettes, play off, occasionally surge past players. But there was no one, there was no one on Sunday from the midfield that was coming and picking the ball up. I get what Stuart said about Holbier, but he's not a playmaker. He, he, he's a play breaker. So we just don't have that kind of player in there that would get the ball. I mean, Lacelso should be that player, but I, I, I. I, I I know some of you out there will absolutely adore him. I don't think he's done enough. I still don't know what his best position is and what you know what kind of midfielder he is. Well, I think I think the mention of Ericsson is interesting because we've been thinking about that a lot in the, in, a, in our house. And I mean, we, we actually lost Ericsson for a season before we lost him because he he just wasn't you know. And we still shout now when the corner fails to <laughs> clear the shins of the first defender. Are you Ericsson? So, uh, but what, what it, this weird thing has happened where Kane is, is now has to be Ericsson and Kane. So he, he, he's the one player in the team, the only player in the team, forget any of the midfielders, who can pick a pass. And yet you want him to be passing to him. And that's been the problem. <laughs> Yeah. So I think Stuart's, I, 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 it, it, it was very compelling what Stuart said. I, I still think that, that we have a collection of the most clumsy central defenders in, in, the, in the league. Eric Dyer is very clumsy. Uh, Davison Sanchez always has got a terrible mistake in him somewhere. I, I don't know why Tanganga is banished to the Siberian desert. I thought he did really well uh, a couple of games ago when he came, when he started him, Jose started him. But the most baffling thing about us since Poch left 
I don't understand why we play like that. What? What is it? Did he really say, nick a goal and then just sit deep? I mean, uh, is that is 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 it? Is it him telling us to play like that? Do we become timid for some other reason we can't fathom? Why are we playing like that? I mean, we all said last week, Stuart, we all said the show last week, okay, Mason, he's taking us out of Wembley. Whatever he doesn't know, tactically, he knows them all. There'll be a bounce. They'll do it together. You know, band of brothers, this kind of thing. But the first half performance was one of the worst halves of football I've seen from Tottenham in years and I know all the neutrals are going Man City were brilliant no they weren't we gave the ball to them every time every time we had a goal kick we had loads of goal kicks in the first 15 minutes we went short lost the ball went long lost the ball it was it was like a, a um attackers v defenders like um a practice you do you do at Hackney Marshes or whatever it was just utterly bizarre and we couldn't get out and I I, I timed it. it was 18 minutes before we got into their half and played three successful passes it took that long and as as Jeff said at the top of the show we, we had one shot we had one shot Lacelso from distance it was never going in that is it and after they scored we didn't have a chart. I don't think we got in their box. There was a hideous, there was a hideous statistic, Sky, Sky Sports Park, wasn't it? 1% of the play was in their box. Wow. Yeah. Really? We, 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 the, the, the thing is, this if this if that was the first game this season that we'd seen it being like that, then we'd say, wow, that you know, that's naive of Ryan Mason or it's bad tactics. But we've I I my view is we've seen all through this very weird, very crazy season, a team that seems to fail to keep possession uh, until they go behind. And then suddenly they wake up and suddenly become this very slick attacking side, potentially. They might nick a goal and then go back into a team that can't do much with it. I, I don't, I, I think we're all confused. What I would say, I would say is this, I'd say that it's very, I find it very difficult to judge anything because of the craziness of this season. I think the season is just, you know, if you just said to any of us the beginning of last season, look, in, in you know, the end, by the end of next season, guess what? I'm going to paint the scene for you. We're going to, that magnificent stadium we built, uh, no one's going to be in it. They're going to be playing in front of an empty stadium. Um, secondly, you know, Jose Mourinho, he's going to be our manager. And actually, he's going to stop being our manager before the end of next season. And thirdly, and this is really going to pull, and you know, West Ham have been in the Champions League place this season. If you know, if you said that to anyone, you'd say, "Well, that, that's weird." So I, I kind of feel nothing is real, and 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 the fact that Spurs can't hold the ball, it, I almost kind of shrug my shoulders. I don't know. I just want the season to be over. Almost. I mean, the other thing as well. This is pre-Mason, pre-Mourinho, certainly on a Pochettino, maybe before. When okay, and and Champions League quarter final and semi final aside, although you could argue those both those games could have gone either way. When it comes to the big games, the trophy, you know, holding games, we just don't show up in recent years. The Champions League, terrible game. Uh, okay, not helped by giving away the penalty after the first minute. I get that, but really, apart from a couple of shots in the second half and whatever before they got the second, we weren't really at the races. How many semi-finals in the FA Cup have we witnessed over the years? We just haven't shown up. There's something in our DNA where not only aren't we managing the game well, 
we're just not going it, team. So I think there's a stat we haven't scored in the last four finals or something. Or I, I, I read, read along those lines. I, I, it's it's just bizarre, and that was a frustrating thing. That okay, we went down after 80 minutes. Let's face it, we all sat there going, we could get into extra time here. We could actually hold out for extra time. And again, Serge Aurier player running away from the box into his back, silly free kick. And again, Man City of all the teams, okay, beat us with a brilliant goal. And you can sit back and go, what can you do? What a move, whatever. To to lose, to eventually lose to such a soft goal, where Sissoko has been on for a while, doesn't go with his man, doesn't jump with his man, and he was with him. To have Holbier, who's on the on the bloody post. He's on the post, but for some reason, he's gone a yard off the post. Why? So the ball bounces, you can't get it. And that's the sickening thing that you go, okay, we lost to a better team. We all know Man City are a better team. But to lose like that, and then after that, to do nothing. I mean, the, the fans, the fans that were there, the fans that had to do, you know, the COVID test before, after, the, the hoops we had to jump through to support our team. And it's just so disappointing, isn't it, Jeff? Well, the the that period between 81, I think it was, when he scored. As you're right, it was such a regulation goal. Of all the things to, to not lose to, it's just a, that. But, but then there was just this weird, totally inexplicable lack of urgency after that. I mean, even, I don't know, well, Sheffield United or West Brom will bang balls into the box and put the keeper up and try. But we just... I don't know what we were doing. And Ryan Mason's selection was horrible. I thought, I thought, thought Ndombele had to be injured. But I agree with Stuart. He's not, if he's the answer, I don't know what the question was in the first place, but is he better than Sissoko? Yes. Is he more like, well, I suppose he brought Sissoko on before the goal to kind of shore it up and get us to extra time and nick it on penalties. I think that was the thinking. But I, I, I just, I, I, it was from top to bottom unfathomable. I, I, I don't know why, don't know why Dyer suddenly has come back into the team because he made such hideous mistakes. Oh God! It, it, it. <laughs> but don't you think this year? Don't you think this year there've been so many matches with Jose Mourinho, the coach of the 20th century, according to the votes, right? That you said the same thing. You kind of go, I don't get it. I don't get why you've picked him and not him. Why is Bale not starting? Why is it? You know, how many times, I've heard the Spurs show every week, how many times have you heard uh, that, that exactly that comment after a Spurs match, even with Jose Mourinho? So the question for us is, if Jose had given the track record of this year, if Jose had been leading the team out, do you think we would have, anything else would have happened? It would have been any different? Well, I mean, we'll never know that. Many fans out there thought at least Jose will set them up, and he's got—he's—I think he's the only manager that's actually beaten Pep in a major final. Uh, that was in Spain. Surely got more chance. Our guest on the, on the show last week said any chance we had of beating them is now diminished. Paolo Hewitt joins us. Paolo, thank you very much for joining us. You're looking slightly flustered. You've been running <laughs> down the road, <sighs> that's a faulty light with the I've duck been, I've been, I've to been get here, grappling with the 41 bus from Archway. <laughs> oh God Almighty! It's glamour Lord, all the way. God have mercy on my soul. <laughs> you'll be you'll be pleased to know, Paolo. We've pretty much done put to bed the Man City debacle 
were you were you surprised that they? We ask you as well. Were you surprised that Jose was sat before the League Cup, or did you think in a high? Did you think at the time? I think we got more chance under Mason to beat Man City. Uh, I I thought I didn't think we got more of a chance under Mason. I did think, oh, uh, the team will be a lot happier. Therefore, we we mm. have a we have a bit of a chance. Yeah, that's what. But we just I didn't said. know he was. I didn't know he was going to give it to Mason. Um, and I thought that, um, you know, I thought some of his team selection was a bit dubious to begin. But you've probably gone through this, yeah, haven't you? Pretty much. But I think not playing end on ballet was yeah. just craziness. I mean, everyone, it's, it, it's interesting about end on ballet because everyone went, oh, he was awful against Southampton. He can't play and all that. But it's been pretty decent apart from that. You don't. If you drop someone for one game, but it's different, like Winks has been amazing. Sonny hasn't been great in many games. You know, you, you don't play great in every game, but you you play your big players, and not to play him was ridiculous. And you know, and I mean, Sonny was awful. Yeah, no, and he, I, and, I totally agree. And, and then again, Sonny's awful, but they hooked Mora, who was who was who was about the only one who was sort of running at their defence. Yeah, drawing fouls and and running at them. The other question is: as as the phrase, has anyone ever heard the phrase? Oh, this is exciting. Harry Winks has got the ball. Yeah. <laughs> As that phrase passed anyone's lips, but now now something's going to happen. I mean, the frustrating <laughs> thing is if you watch that all or nothing documentary and leave is there, you know we're going to win a trophy. It's all about it's gone from top four to we're going to win a trophy. We finally get into a, a major final, albeit by beating Brentford, Chelsea, and penalties, a bye against Orient away at Stoke. You know, not you know world beaters. But to get there again, a bit like the Champions League finals just said, to get there again and don't show up. And I don't care, you go, oh, Man City were tremendous. Well, yeah, they played a full... Look, City played a full-strength team and they got PSG tonight. Why did they play a full-strength team? Because they thought Tottenham were going to give them a game. So they played a strong team because they knew that we had a good chance. And then not to show up and and, and be lucky to not be nil-nil at half-time. In the second half, you go, OK, we're going to get better. We did. We, we we improved marginally, but that was it. And that was such a frustration. And, and as I said, I feel sorry for the, the poor sods that managed to get tickets, go there, the, the, the millions around the world that follow Spurs who are just like, here we go again. Well, look, let, let's move on from that. We've got lots to talk about. The game coming up against Sheffield United. After the break, we've got to talk about the managerial situation. The last hour, things have been changing. We'll be back after this very short break. And we're back from the break. Um, don't forget this season we are in association with uh, William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. I'm going to run through some latest odds on the managerial uh, situation. Before I do that, don't forget for premium content, including a daily news show, uh, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Come and join us there. You get a show every day, sort of updating with all the latest news. Uh, it's cheap, it's well worth it and helps support this podcast. The Spurs show end of season event because of social distancing will be on May 25th, but it will just be for Spurs show season ticket holders uh, at the um, um, what's the, uh, the uh, Beehive N17. Uh, go to season.spurshow.net. You can sign up for that and sign up for next season 
and uh, lockdown uh, aside, we've got some big, big events coming up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. Next week, we've got Mickey Hazard, Rick Mason and Troy Lambert here to discuss the brand new book, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory. A wonderful new book, packed full of ex-player interviews and manager interviews, exclusive stuff. And boy, we need cheering up. Well, the latest uh, gentlemen, here are the latest odds from William Hill. Uh, obviously, the last few weeks, Julian Nagelsmann was favourite. He drifted as now out of the running, as it was uh, announced that he will be joined by Munich. Maurizio Sarri last week was the 5-2 to two favourite. He has now drifted to 5-1. to one. The new favourite, he was 8-1 to one last week, he's now 2-1 to one favourite, is Ten Hag of Ajax. Uh, if Daniel Levy's got anything to do with it, he'll probably try and get him for 5 Hag. Hey, hey! Come on, I'm here all week, <laughs> try the veal. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Rodgers, my choice. Uh Currently eight to one, but as, as we recall the show, more reports coming out that he doesn't want the job. He's going to turn us down. Scotty Parker is currently eight to one. He has sorry, he's twelve to one. He's drifted from eight to one. Santos of Wolves, uh, he is now six to one. In from ten to ones, Ragnick, the ex Leipzig manager, who apparently we tried to sign before we took on AVB all those years ago. He's ten to one. Uh, Benitez, uh, we've had a few people that fancy him. He's come in. He's twelve to one. Uh, Graham Potter of Brighton has drifted. He's currently twenty to one. He was twelve to one. Jurgen Klinsmann, he's a player, that, uh, a manager that probably could keep Harry Kane there for another season. Jurgen Klinsmann and Gareth Southgate, twenty-five to one. Stevie Gerrard, who I mentioned a while back, thirty-three to one. Simeone of Real Madrid, forty to one. I think he's only got a year left on his contract. Allegri, ex-Juventus, 16-1. to 1. And I'm going to throw in, I'd love to get your thoughts on Stuart. The other name I'd like to throw in, I think could do a good job, and why not? Emma Hayes, Chelsea ladies coach, massive Spurs fan. She's been on the show. Trust me, she knows her football. What a wonderful, modern thing it will do to go, you know what? Why not? So I'm going to throw in my hat and say... Give Emma Hayes an interview. She's Tottenham through and through. And uh, I think she'd do a better job than Mourinho. Certainly gets playing in the Tottenham <laughs> way. Stuart, what are your feelings on those odds? Ten Hag, do you know much about... I mean, it's very Spursy to take, take a manager who was 2-0 up on aggregate against us and throw it away in the last minute against Tottenham in the Champions League. It'd be hilarious if we get another, inverted commas, Spursy manager joining us. Well, I think that's unfair, because if you look at... I've been reading up about Ten Hag. I think he he is now the obvious choice, frankly, for all the reasons that you've you've talked about. Um, And I was just reading up about him before this show, just to really get my head around it. Someone does some research. He's a, yeah. He's well. I've, I read an article. Um, he's done. He's, he, I mean, he's got an amazing win rate. But that season, I mean, let's face it. That season when we got to the Champions League final, every team we played virtually was better than us and should have beaten. I mean, you know, we beat Pep Guardiola in the in the semi in the uh, yeah as well. So I mean, it's not about how good a manager is. Ajax were better than us. We, you know, we a miracle. Every game was a miracle. It was the opposite of what Spurs yeah, usually. You're right. Are, the right. lane we lost one nil. We were lucky to lose one nil. Right, exactly. Yeah. They were better than us. So, so actually, I think that that's true as a as a gag, but it's not true fundamentally as a fact. Mm. Um, personally, by the way, just to reverse a little bit, I'm just going to say this and then move on because it's an old old story now. 
I believe if you've appointed Mourinho, you stick with him and you double down, is my view on things. I think we should have doubled down on Mourinho and just said, right, you're going to rebuild the team, mate, you're, you know, with all your experience. But that's now old history, so let's not go there. In terms of going forward, for me, Ten Hag is the, is, looks on the face of it to be a great... Every player we ever get from Ajax is brilliant, is among our best players. We, we've got a great relationship with Ajax. For some reason, they like us. I don't know why. They like selling us that. They're good players. The, the the heritage there is fantastic. You know, the style is is what Spurs aspires to be. He's he's won the double in you know in uh, in Holland. Okay, uh, you know what's his name? We bought was a great was a top scorer in Holland, wasn't he? And then he came here a couple of years ago. So uh, I think for me, uh, he is would be my number one choice from the little I know. He looks he looks brilliant. Ajax are a great team. And Potter would be my second choice. Really, Jeff? What 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 are your thoughts? Have you kind of looked into this, the the runners and riders at all? Well, I um, the other name that I just been floating around my head is Eddie Howe. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I think the worry I have about Ten Hag is that is he going to be? I just got this fear that it'll be like um, De Boer was at Palace. I think it was, wasn't it? Or, and I can't, I'm just trying to look him up. Our manager when we last won in 2008. Ramos, yeah. Juan de Ramos. Ramos, Juan de Ramos. Will he be like Juan de Ramos? Will he, will he have a real system which is not necessarily adaptable? I mean, what, what you can say is that he brought those players, brilliant players through from the academy and made a wonderful team but they don't have the financial clout to hang on to them. And that and, you know, the team got scavenged and, and he still kept them going. But it's a different job to have, I mean, we're not Man United and City and Chelsea, but we do have money to spend and we can hold on to our players. Does that work for him? And, and so, so I agree with you, Mike, that the best, even, I, I, he won't do it, but the best choice by far would have been Brendan Rodgers. I, I actually have been really turning over in my head Gerard. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, the only problem I have with Gerard is if it goes well, he'll surely, if he, if he comes to Spurs and does well, and then Klopp, Klipp, uh, Klopp goes, surely Liverpool want Gerard and, and we lose him. Paolo, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I've, I've watched uh, Ajax. They play quick, wonderful, flowing football through the midfield. I can't see that style of football with Mr. Soko in the middle. <laughs> I just can't see it. I just can't. Uh, again, I, I, we, we, we'll need the overhaul that all fans are screaming for, wouldn't we, Paolo? Well, I, and also the problem we've got as well is the uh, you know the lack of funds. Um, well, I think there's funds there. I mean, we think? just well, we just paid Mourinho off, reported seventeen million quid. So yeah. there's money there. I mean, we borrowed. Don't forget, we borrowed all that money at very low interest rates. What What you need for him, to, well, whoever's got to do it, I think he's going to have to lean on the academy because I, I just yeah. can't see. I can't see uh, Count Spurgula, as my friend calls him. You know, splashing the cash. I I can't see him doing it. I really can't. I think we just have to accept that if he can leave, Harry Kane will leave. That Son was crying, in my view, at the end of the, the uh, Carabao Cup final because he knew that was he's at the end and he's not won anything at Spurs. And I think he really cares about Spurs. So I, I, I think whoever is manager, 
is facing a dramatic overhaul funded by the sale of those two players. That's just who can afford Kane. That's that. That's well, just... there'll be someone. I mean, they, uh, I mean, it's very interesting, to say this, Stuart, because if there is a rebuild, well, there has to be a rebuild. And if Harry says, "Look, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go," and all that, and and Levy goes, "I could probably get 120, 130 million. That will bring me in five, six players." that could be the money they need. Paolo, any of those players, any of those other names I mentioned there, Rodgers we talked about, Benitez, being there, done it, great experience. Anyone there, Santos at Wolves? I I have an inkling for Scott, Scott, Scotty Parker. I know, I know, but I think, I think he's trying to do a good job at Fulham. I think he's a couple of years too soon. You do think? my gut feeling. I think he'll be a great manager. I think he's done a good job there. I just think to get a, a manager who's just sent a team down, uh, I just don't think that's enough. I mean, we're a massive club, Tottenham, uh, 60,000. We? <laughs> well, we are. We are a massive club. And they've got season tickets. They've got thousands of season ticket holders who are waiting to renew uh, before the June 3rd deadline. A lot, a lot I know are waiting to see what move he makes. I think... I think he'll have to... Look, he won't go... For, he, I don't think we'll get a name as big as Mourinho anymore. Uh, Rodgers is the one, but I I think from what I've heard about Rodgers, he, he turned us down before Liverpool came in. I know he was very ambitious. He, he wanted to come to Spurs. But as we've said, what money will we be given? What assurances we have that Kane and Son will remain? He'll leave a club that's going to qualify for the Champions League. Apparently, he's on he, Leicester will, 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 can match him, match us financially on his wages. And also, I'll tell you what, what else has happened, Mike, is that Levy's uh, modus operandi is becoming more and more obvious. And I think a lot of managers will look at him and think, why work with this guy? This guy's, you know, this, this guy's, you can't work with Levy. He's, he's coming like, you know, he's, he's, he's so overpowering. You know, apparently the whole thing with Mourinho was about the team for Southampton. And, you know, he gone are the days when the chairman just did the business. I've heard he, he would consider bringing a football director in now to be slightly... Well, he removed. needs to be. He needs to be. We haven't had a football director since 2015 when yeah. Baldini was there, who didn't cover himself in much glory. I don't know if it's a true quote, but Mourinho apparently told him, you've got a fantastic business, but a poor football club, and that's why you don't win any trophies. You know, you spend a billion on a stadium and millions on a training ground and nothing on the team in comparison to, you know, in relation to what's got to be done. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, I, I, look, I mean, this this is also the week, don't forget, the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, who, you know, the guys... Martin comes on the show regularly. Pete and Rob, all lovely, lovely people. Cat as well, all lovely people. For them to come out and and, and they are the they are the the uh, the organisation that has regular meetings with the board. For them to now announce, we think that whole board should resign. Great sentiments. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. Don't forget, Levy owns nearly thirty percent of the club as well as being a chairman. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Surely he needs to sort of, even for a while, remove himself slightly or be seen to remove himself slightly and let someone else come in, maybe a director of football. What do you think, Jeff? I think he's, I'm not, I don't entirely agree with Paolo. I think he is uh, thought highly of by other um, club chairmen. I think, um, in that, in some respects, we're envied for, for for having Daniel Levy, 
I think uh, well, I'm, when I said we we've got money, what I meant by that was we can pay Harry Kane. I guess it's going to be two hundred thousand a week or whatever. We can pay the money to keep players at the club, whereas Ajax couldn't. You know, they just can't. They haven't got that kind of clout. Um, but it boils down to I go back to the Southampton game game, which is what's in my head at the moment because it's such a blur. I can't. I just can't, I couldn't take it all in. You know, Mourinho, the Super League, Ryan Mason, the <laughs> Carabao Cup final, just all washed over me like a train. But I, I, the Southampton game, all the, the, in the days leading up to that, I thought, I'm not even going to watch it. I don't, I don't even care anymore. I think I'm going to support Brentford now because I've had it. It was all the Super League stuff. And then, of course, I got that flutter, get nervous. And... As I'm watching the game, I, when we, when we, you know, when when we got the well, actually, when Sonny scored the goal, it was disallowed, and then the penalty, I went quite frankly berserk. I just thought, well, okay, there's nothing you can do about it. It's in there. So, uh, but what I suppose I was thinking of at the end of it was, has something magical happened? Have have they just suddenly gone out and they're playing with the, without shackles? Has Mourinho put shackles on them? But then you watch the Man City game and I'm thinking, well, what's happened? You know, do we not train as well as other teams? I couldn't believe that. Are we not as confident? It's just unbelievably mystifying. that Essentially, 70% of the same team that played under Mourinho so exuberantly cannot play that way now. Mm. It's baffling, isn't it? Because do you remember before the Arsenal game, what did we, we won four or five on the trot? And going into that North London derby, I was so confident. I was thinking, we're going to muller this lot. And then they played They played like they played against, you know, whoever it was that we'd lost to or, you know, just just fell apart. It's, like you say, Jeff, it's baffling. Do you know, Jeff, I'm with you. I was saying to Mike before we came on, I just, I, just, I feel, I mean, I, I am in a kind of zen-like state of... <laughs> <laughs> of relaxation about it in a way I'm, and I think it's just I'm numb I feel like I've been hit I'm like a, a torture victim has been hit around the face for 50 years I've been hit around the face every time I think the torture's over it, I get a whack to my left jaw and I'm I'm so and I've got to the point where some kind of chemical painkillers come in and it's numb it's nullifying any pain. I'm numb from the misery of being of of start you know the last fifty years, let alone last. And then you get this crazy season, this craziness. This we're in a pit. We're an episode of Black Mirror. You know, we all, all feel like we're on some hallucinogenic drug in which the world has gone crazy. And so if you throw that into the mix for me, I, I'm a bit with you where I kind of go, ah, oh, you know what, do I really care? And then something happens. You know, we, we were, Harry Kane scores a great goal and you go, oh, you know, and, and you think somehow deep in there, there is still life. There is still life. The ticker's going. And never let it be forgotten. We're still somehow seven points in front of us. Well, let's come on. Let's come on to that. Let's come on to that because we've got a game this weekend. We're playing Sheffield United. Uh, we still have a chance for Europe. William Hill, difficult. Champions League, long shot. Uh, Ch- uh, William Hill currently eight to one. 
But Europa League qualification to finish fifth or sixth. And I think it's between us and West Ham for that sixth place. William Hill, 10 to 11 on. So slightly better than evens. Go to williamhill.com. You haven't already done under the app. Check out the website and the app for all the enhanced prices and the build up to kickoff. I've done one of those league prediction table things that the BB used to do. There's a few others on there. I may, And I make us lose to Leicester away. And my prediction is that we will get six. We'll beat West Ham by one point. We've got a slightly better run in. Sheffield United relegated, ironically, one at the weekend. The, you know, the, the shackles are off. They can relax and play expansive football. Absolutely. They're, they're going to be dangerous. So that's going to be a tricky one. Sheffield with 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 three to ten on to win. You can get two to one. Both teams to score. Us to win two to one. Kane to get the first goal, 15 to eight. Sun, 14 to five. Us to win three or more, nine to four. So William Hill think an absolute shoe in we're going to win. But us Spurs fans, we know. We know. We know. We know it. We know it. <laughs> who's, who's fifth? Who's fifth in your prediction, Mike? Everton? Uh, no, I've got I've got uh, Liverpool. I've got Liverpool fifth. Yeah, we all forget Liverpool. I've got I've got top four won't change. Liverpool fifth, us sixth, West Ham seventh, Everton eighth. It's going to be really, really tight. And you talk about managers coming in and players, come on, give it a go. I think being the Europa League as opposed to the European Alliance League, which is extraordinary, I've looked into it, is going to be really, really important. So these games, we can't be on the bench. Any, any Spurs player that wants to be at Tottenham next season have got these is it five, six games to... Uh, it's five games, isn't it? To win, win, we've got... Still got Villa to play, Leeds away, Sheffield United, Leicester, and one other. I can't remember off the top of my head. We've got one other game. Yeah, I said Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. We've got, one We've got other. Leeds, Leeds away. Yeah. yeah We're exactly. we'll playing them twice, it sounds like. What about if we don't qualify, why don't we form a super Europa League league? <laughs> <laughs> and <the> <laughs> and go for that. <laughs> I think the air's gone out the balloon. I hate to say it. I think the air's gone. And I, I tell you, I I I, I think that uh, we were talking about Enoch before. I've never been an Enoch out person. I think it, the, the clock is ticking on Enoch now because of the Super League and, you know, Daniel Levy's when the crowd comes back. I think the air's gone out of the balloon this season. And I, I hate to be the voice of gloom, but I'd be, I, I, I can't see us making sixth. I have to be honest with you. I can't see the energy. I don't see the exactly what we've just been talking about in the Carabao Cup final, for Christ's sake, what, what Jeff was talking about when we still had the game to go for, where there just wasn't... You look there and there's nothing there. The only thing that might go in our favour is we're playing teams that on paper have nothing to play for. United are down. Leeds can't do anything. Uh, Villa can't go up or down. Uh, Leicester, I think, will already be in the Champions League by the time we play them. So I just think that's it. So I think if we want to do anything, Jeff, we, we've got a chance. But do you think, I mean, can he get a tune out of these players for the last few games? Or do you think half of them want to go now and that's the end of it? But it, we, we don't get any, uh, you know, it's like we play Southampton. It was so exhilarating that the, the, the release was enormous. Then at the end of Car the Carabao Cup, I'm sitting there thinking, um, Mason out. <laughs> it's just because we were so... <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to us? Where did it go? Why did we get one game? I, I think um, 
I, I wonder. I wonder if um, the the real, the absolutely savage blow to our season because I don't think there'll ever be another Europa League as weak as this was going out to Sparta. It was Sparta. Uh, uh, Dinamo Zagreb. Dinamo Zagreb. So yeah. that yeah. that was the most grievous blow because yeah. if we were still in that the tone of this would be very different, wouldn't it? Yeah. And we'd, we'd be talking then about Champions League, not just, you know, getting into uh, the Europa League. Because if you win that, you get a Champions League spot. That was that was so bitter and painful. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Stuart, give us a quick prediction for Sheffield United at the weekend. <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> Can you ask someone else and come okay. to me at the end? I'll come back to you. Paolo, what do you reckon? We're going to lose 2-1. Some... Oh, man. No. Oh, God. We're Spurs, man. It's you know Sunday it's evening. It's Sunday night. You know it's Se- going to happen. Come Sunday on. Night. Sunday night. How many night times have off? we been there? 2-1 yeah. to Sheffield United. Oh, uh, Jesus. No, I won't go. I'm going to come in. I'm going to... We're, going to... we're going to win unconvincingly 2-1. Yeah. Jeff? Well, I, I'm going to stick with what my instant reaction was, which was which was one of those bizarre games that finishes two two. Two two. Wow, interesting. Um, and then, so that's Sheffield United. Oh, very, very quickly. So I just I've got to say, William Hill two weeks ago very kindly donated us a signed Spurs shirt. We did a competition on Twitter. Thank you so much for all of you that entered, and I've randomly picked out a number, and the winner is John Poet. John, if you're listening, contact us via Twitter and I'll get that signed shirt. Value at the moment, probably £2.50. <laughs> uh, but who knows? Keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Has it got it could... Jose Mourinho on it? Has it got Jose yeah, exactly. Mourinho on it? Yeah, keep it. You never know. Give it to your kids years to come. Could be Second worth prize, a fiver. two signed shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, very quickly, uh, Stuart, let's get your take because I think it's very important. As I mentioned the trust there and things going. What's your take on the Super League? You know, you work in business consultancy. What was your take on that whole debacle last week? Well, as as I just said before, and I maybe preempted it. Um, I, in terms of Spurs, uh, I've never been an Enoch out person. I've been one of these Levies, you know. But now I think the Super League has. It has started the clock ticking for Enix time at Spurs because I felt the same way as every other football fan felt about it. I thought it was, again, like a lot of people, it's almost odd that Spurs were one of the teams that were in it, except we've got a stadium, you know, we've got all of that going going in our favour. Um, I feel that um, when the fans are back in the stadium, I think whatever the manager whoever the players, and, and by then, as I unfortunately I expect, Harry Kane won't be there anymore, the atmosphere will be poisonous for at least a season because of the Super League, because just because of the Super League, not because of the Mourinho, not because of the performance this year, because we'll all forgive that if we get better. But the Super League, I think, is seen as such a dreadful idea for all the reasons everyone said. So that's my feelings on it. Do you think also that the big mistake was that they never that he never... If, um... Talk to us fans about it. I mean, that to me was the grievous, mm. you know, the, the fact that he was going to just go ahead with this, whether, you know, whether we liked it or not, I just sh- thought just showed such contempt. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, what, what is your f- feeling on, on on all of it, on the Super League? 
you know, I, 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 I think Stuart summed it up perfectly, but I, I, the terrible thing is I'm struggling to care. <laughs> I'm really struggling to dredge up the, the anger. I, I can remember bit, when, it, when it came out, I was dreadfully wrong-footed, thinking, what the hell, what the hell is this? Quite, quite liking it until I read into it and thought, Hang on, there's no, you know, there's no, no one, we're just, the, the, you know, the founders, there's no relegation, no, no promotion. And so then, you know, then, then I just thought, oh, it's just a nonsense. Um, I mean, the one, the other thing I think, it's, it's, I think it's a brilliant point about the poisonous atmosphere when you, when you stop to think about it. But I also think it was such a weird season because I, I think Mourinho would have been long gone if they'd yeah, been fans. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the brand of football was so dreadful. Even when we were top of the league, we were playing awful football. Yeah, yeah. Mo- I think mo- most mo- most most guests we've had on the show this season, I think Julie Welsh was the only one who who said no. It'd be the other way around. That the team, the crowd would get behind them and galvanise thing, and we'd have to attack. Most of us thought absolutely that sitting through some of that football this season he could have gone a long time ago I still think the whole timing was weird I think most of us thought after that Zagreb game Zagreb he should have gone that was the reason obviously Levy didn't want to do it kept in there kept in there clearly something happened within the club training for him to go before the League Cup obviously I think that was the issue uh, well, guys, we're running out of time. Uh, I, I find I mean this this word "numbed" is. I think that's going to be the title of tonight's show, "numb." <laughs> and I have this vision of like what was that scene in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when Jack Nicholson, who's like the one, the life and soul and all that, and they eventually give him the and they give him that electric yeah, shock the therapy, and yeah. he's biting the bottom, and he's biting onto that thing not to swallow his tongue. Oh, oh yeah, oh, that, I think that's going to be the show image. Yeah. That's him in the show image. That's how I feel as a Spurs fan, you know? Yeah, we're crazy. We're, yeah, we're chuck- how do we chuck the... Is it the radiator gets chucked out the window? Something gets chucked yes. out the window. Uh, chief, chief. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I'm sure we'll get you on again next season. I uh, hope we chat again in happier times. Stuart, enjoy the... Uh, what is it? Like the Polar Bear Club, whatever you do in the <laughs> skinny dipping no. late at night. Uh, Paolo and your son there chipping in. Lovely to see you. Uh, you've got to feel sorry for him. He's, he's a Tottenham fan. You curse him. Paolo, don't you love him? I'm getting straight on the phone to the NSPCC. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking yeah. behaviour. Yeah, you Awful. cruel father. I oh, know, it's terrible, it's isn't it? It's this lovely bomb. It's child abuse. Exactly. Thank you so much, everyone at home. We'll be back next week, as I said, with uh, Mickey Hazard. Rick Mason and Troy Lambert. Until next week, come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.